Genre. Hello and welcome back to Rocky Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie Rocky one minute at a time. I am Doug Greenberg. And I'm Jason Haynes. And joining us all the way from Galaxy Quest Minute, Alex Thompson. Alex, welcome. Hey, how you guys doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm good. You complain. Awesome. So today we're uh, knocking out Minute 46, which begins with the bum from the dark and ends with Rocky poetically telling Adrian about his day after a fight Oops. pains. This is a heavy dialogue minute here. Yeah. Actually, we got a heavy dialogue few minutes ahead of us. Yeah. So strap in, folks. <laughs> so uh, you got the minute up there? Yeah. Can you see it? Yeah. All right. Oh, you want to see it, too? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so who's that that emerges from the dark there, Jay? Uh, I guess the bum from the dock. Bum from the dark. Bum from the dark? Because he emerges from a dark little... <laughs> what is that? An alley or a doorway? Eh, it could be a doorway to something, but it looks is like... Is it little... the dark or is it the dock? I thought it was the dock. I also thought it was the dock, but... Well... Uh, what does he... this script say? If it was a, if he had a Boston accent, I think maybe he said the dark. <laughs> yeah, was it? But that particular guy is uh, one of the street corner singers, none other than Frank Stallone himself. Is it? No. It is. So he doesn't know him from the dock. Did he? Does he say it that that um with that heavy of an accent? Uh, I'm gonna look it up in the script. Uh, to, you know, fill some time here while I'm looking it up. <laughs> while you locate yeah, it. If, if moviequotes.com is to be believed, he says the bum from the dock. No kidding. I was definitely thinking the bum from the dock. Look, we got our first controversy here. Yeah, yeah look at like, that. Like I said, if it was a, if it was a Boston accent, you know, if it was a Boston accent, you know, hey, look, it's the bump from the dock. You know, <laughs> right? the dock yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, um, yeah. bump from the dock. All right. I mean, he's on the corner where he saw them singing earlier. He he emerges from the dark like a creep. But why would you say a bump from the dark? Just because he walked out from the dark? Because he walked out from the dark. Well, do we know that? Do we know for a fact this is one of the bums that we saw earlier? Because I would imagine that you know Rocky probably knows every bum in town. Well, he Frank Stallone is one of the street corner singers earlier in the okay. in the movie and um, in the commentary track when the the bum from the dock slash dark comes out of the shadows. Uh, Stallone says, "There's my brother Frank again." So I don't know. Take it as you will, I guess. Well, unfortunately, it's not in the script, so we're not going to uh, yeah. solve this today. But you know what? Uh, like walking down that section of Philly at that time of night, somebody comes out of the dark like that. That would probably scare the shit out of me. Yeah, you wouldn't. If somebody jumped, walked out like that, you wouldn't be going, "Hey, the, the mugger from the dark." <laughs> you, <laughs> you would have some sort of natural reaction of being like, "Whoa, what?" Yeah, what the hell is this? And being as a boxer, you might have just knocked him out right there. Yeah, or at least taking a defensive position. Something, right? Hmm. I don't know. I yeah. think it's. I think it's bumped from the. I think he's seen him before. He was on the dock, and he bumped right. from the dock. Bumped from the dock. Yeah. Maybe he's had to rough that guy up for cash once or twice. Right. See. That wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. But Rocky was right in the pet shop when he said there was a lot of creeps out there. There's there's one right there that just comes in. I what's I wonder what Adrian's reaction is. I didn't really pay attention to that. She well, we can. she probably got the shit scared out of her. 
She did take a yeah, little step yeah. back there, yeah. But Rocky didn't seem concerned about. I don't know. Adrian did some evasive maneuvers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I well, we spent enough. Made sure to position herself uh, behind Rocky. Yeah, yeah. She took a more defensive position than Rocky did. Because huh? yeah. Rocky's seen the guy before because he's the bum from the dock. We're dark. So, whatever. <laughs> Either way. So, folks, <laughs> check in if you know with us if, on the Facebook group. And if you know if it's uh, dark or dark and you have some evidence to back it up, just hop on there and let us know. Well, at this time of night, I'm pretty sure the dock is also dark. <laughs> right? Everywhere could be both. Dark, could be right? both. Yeah. So he tells him to get a job, you bum. <laughs> He's one to talk. See, I think that backs up uh, the dock theory because... If you're the bum hanging out at the dock, it's like first you're hanging out at the dock, now you're hanging on this alley. Why don't you get a job and do something? But from the dark, maybe maybe this is a maybe he works in here and he's coming out of work that day. So I, I all right. That's an alley or a Ah, it could be a doorway, it could be an entrance right. way to a warehouse. Listen, I don't think we're getting anywhere. No. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, hey, let's just move on. Uh so so Rocky continues from last week he started talking to adrian about her being shy Mm -hmm. after he kind of broke through that that shell at the ice skating rink alex um he he brings it back to pointing out that how shy she is which i mean why you know why bring it back there you just out of things to talk about or she just rambling on and on well he he meant he solves that question for you or answers that question for you in the next line when he says why bother bringing it up because i'm dumb that's why and that's pretty much the answer (laughs) You know, you're, he's been trying to, for as long as we've known him, and probably a lot longer, he's been trying to get a date with this girl. Mm-hmm. He's tried, you know, so hard to talk to her, to get her to go out with him. The brother gets involved. Finally, he gets his date, his first date, and you're going to spend the date talking about her, like, biggest flaw, her, like, yeah, biggest insecurity. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, that's not a very uh, sm- I guess smart. Rocky, Rocky was negging before negging was a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh,. He says some people think that being shy is a disease, but it don't bother me. What people think that, that shy, being shy uh, is a disease? I've, I've never heard that before, but, you know, again, I, I don't know why he's even bringing this up at all, other than just being a dummy. She, she sounds like she's trying to just end this. She's like, it doesn't bother me either. Pretty much now shut up about it. I, I don't think I didn't take it as she's trying to end it. I took it as that she's okay with it. That she's you know because she answers very quickly. He's like it don't bother me much, and then she's like it don't bother me either. Like right away, like that she you know doesn't care about her shyness. Probably hasn't cared about her, her you know her whole life, or maybe she has. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't get the impression that she was. Well, maybe she's trying to move on because she does go back to what she wants to talk about. We're 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 still on Thanksgiving night in Rocky Land. And in the real world, Thanksgiving was about two weeks ago. So this date is never ending. And it goes on throughout this week and half of next week. God help us. So, yeah. So Rocky's still talking about, um, you know, her biggest, uh, her flaw in her life, which happens to be shyness, which I'm sure if you're shy, you don't want to see her talk about how shy you are the whole time. Mm -hmm. And then he says, uh, I think we make a real sharp couple of coconuts. You know, you're you're dumb. I'm dumb, and you're shy. <laughs> what, I don't even. What does that mean? Is there a thing we make a good couple of coconuts? Is that I'm dumb and you're shy? They're, they're not exactly the uh, polar opposites of one another. Well, he's very outgoing. She's shy. He's a big guy. She's a little girl. He, he's a big galoot, and she's <laughs> smart. In that respect, I would agree with you. Those in those terms opposites attract sure but the the dumb and shy connection isn't isn't landing with me yeah i don't know it's not that's not landing for me so much you still got the the ball. oh that's what that black thing is he keeps throwing 
Yeah, that's okay. followed. That it's followed him through just about every scene in the movie so far. True. Uh, somebody posted on our on our listeners group that they believe that uh, that would be Dan from New Jersey. Uh, Dan Dan uh, Harker, I, I think the guy's he, name was. He posted that he he's heard or he had some experience that the racquetball was used to the boxers carried around and play with it to improve their hand eye coordination in the ring. So we just wanted to give Dan his, his you know his shout out. Yeah, Dan Dan actually Dan's a good friend of ours. So uh, loyal you know, listener, loyal listener. Yep, yep. And you know he pointed out that it's a tool for boxers, which sure I can I can buy into. I still think oh, it's yeah. a nervous uh, nervous tick thing. Because he he seems to only he seems to have it out when he's uncomfortable or when things aren't going well or you know, mm-hmm. know. it's probably a little bit of both. Uh, you know, I've seen uh, I think it was on a TV show there was a fighter who was they were trying to get him to keep his hands up, so they basically gave him a basketball and said you know just like keep it like do like you're making a bicep and just keep that basketball there the whole time, like all the time when you're walking around so you learn to keep your hands up. And so then hmm. when he's bored, you know, you just dribble the basketball. So whenever you're not doing what you're actually supposed to do, the drill with it, you've got this damn thing on you all the time. So you might as well just kind of throw it and fiddle with it. Thank God they went with a racquetball. That would be really weird if Rocky's <laughs> flexing with a basketball the whole the whole scene movie. I mean, a professional as vague as a term that is for Rocky, professional, you know, professionals are always trying to hone their craft no matter what they're doing you know, in life. Yeah. Well, somewhere down the line, we're hoping to get somebody who actually knows something about boxing to come on the show. So maybe we can clean it up. <laughs> I think we might have somebody. So oh. uh, we'll see him. It's a in, teaser in the, in the fight itself, a boxing coach. It's funny. You mentioned boxers, always professionals, always trying to hone their craft. Cause I have some notes for later on this week about his diet. No, oh. <laughs> I know. I think I know where you're going. Yeah, but all right, all right. Uh, Something so, like 300 grams of sugar a day. To- <laughs> go ahead. So Adrian changes the subject, but she doesn't go too far off because she just reiterates what she said in the ice rink about how she doesn't understand why anyone would want to be a fighter. It's a callback to the only question she has actually posed to Rocky so far. And his reaction, I mean, well, well, the first time, the first time she asked, she's probably looking for a serious answer, maybe because, like I said earlier, and you know, the last time she brought it up was that this is a whole new world to her. She's not used to this. She's not used to fighting and boxing. Or she's a, you know, work in a pet store, read books, shy woman. So she, I mean, it's not probably she doesn't understand any of this. So she asked him earlier in the ice rink, and he gave her the joking answers Mm because I can't sing or dance. So she's probably looking for a real genuine answer to this question to understand it she, she wants to get to know him and it's not the the last time she's gone on to this either when they get to his apartment before they go inside she asks him again what are you what are you why are you jumping ahead <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm sorry we can go down we there. Can go back but not forward we're gonna get there all right all right just know that this isn't the last time she brings it up <sighs> he's ruined the whole thing i ruined it should we end <laughs> should we throw this the rest of this on the garbage well, I, th- I think it's a reasonable question, especially, yeah. you know, if she she's a somewhat intellectual woman, she's at least a bookish woman, so there's some mm-hmm. amount of intellectual curiosity there, you know. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to get beaten up for a living and beat people up for a living? You know, maybe the, she doesn't see those as incredibly natural impulses that, you know, apparently he's got. Yeah, and somebody like her that all she knows is the pet shop and kind of being a mousy stay-at-home woman, that this is such a foreign land to her yeah 
And she probably doesn't understand it at she, all. Yeah, so she really is curious, but he's just, he can't stop joking around with her. So she asks, and... You gotta be a moron. And he hits it again. You gotta be a moron to want to be a fighter. He says, it's a racket where you're almost guaranteed to turn out to be a bum. And it's like he's telling her he's a bum. He's, he, he's doing his best to drive her away. Well, well I think more importantly, um, in a movie so far of the worst comebacks... Uh, ever, uh, we finally have a really good comeback, and it's from the most unexpected source, the shy little Adrian. When Rocky says, "You know, you're almost guaranteed to end up a bum," she comes back with, "Oh, so you're a bum?" And that, <laughs> I like that. Finally, someone had a good comeback. Is she making a little snarky little joke? I think she is making a joke. I really, I. But okay. he he doesn't even acknowledge it. He blows right past it. She's given a little back and forth that she, that he hasn't really gotten up to this point. He blows right past it. Well, like, because well, in case you haven't point. noticed yet, to go back a little bit, this entire date, all he's done is talk about himself and how shy she is. So he's not really receptive to, you know, like usually a first date. I mean, I'm no ladies man, but a first date should be asking a lot of questions. You're trying to, you know, seem interested in the person. So, but he he really hasn't been. He really hasn't shown. So, I, like when you when you're talking to someone who's only interested in talking about themselves and and is keeps on going, you kind of miss those little things the other person says because you're not listening to them. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just waiting for the next moment to talk about. Your nose being busted up or not. So I think he just missed it. I, I think he's just, you know, just wants to talk about himself. Well, he, he says what we all suspect about fighting. The worst thing about fighting is the morning after. The morning after, he says you're like a large wound. Pain all over. Uh, what does he say? He says he feels like calling a taxi to blank. That's where the Oof. minute ends. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I think the morning after is the worst part of a lot of things in life, especially good things. <laughs> yeah, and not not even things as physical as boxing, like drinking, the de- <laughs> yeah. hooking up with someone you, I was gonna you say know the, normally wouldn't. The day that I moved, that I moved, and moving all those boxes and furniture. The day after, I felt like I was hit by a truck. Yeah, the, the, you know, the morning after is never uh, is always a it's not always a bad thing, but you know the morning after feeling there, Alex. They make a pill designed yeah. to, to help you. <laughs> I'm familiar with the morning after feeling. <laughs> yeah, I think we all are. But he's, uh, you know, cigarette hanging out of his mouth. He's smoking. It's like he knows that he has no future in, in a physical sport like boxing, so he doesn't really care. Yeah. I think he's he's kind of resigned to his life of being a leg breaker for a loan shark. Right, and, and it's like boxing is his hobby. Yeah. Like we saw at the beginning, he got... What was it forty something dollars for winning the fight? Yeah, exactly. I think the um, you know, the cigarette smoking. As long as you eat a good diet, you don't take in too much sugar. <laughs> the sugar smoking is not. <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. The cigarette smoke is not that big of a deal. So, so his diet is full of uh, fruits, healthy, vegetables, healthy I'm fats, eggs. And, yeah, yeah. Of course, well, it is. he gets his yeah. where is a day. Whole grains and a lot of grilled chicken. Sure, there's nothing in his fridge that uh, he's been he's been going gluten free lately. It's really done a lot for his energy level. He was on the paleo for a little while. Yeah. Right, right. He tried the keto, no carbs. He's uh, yeah. he's done it all. But every now and then, you have to carb up to to give your energy, your insulin that spike, and then yeah, maybe maybe for those days you'd want something at home to spike your insulin a little bit, right? And if you want to know what we're talking about, you're gonna have to uh, listen. Whoa, cliffhanger! Ah, a teaser. <laughs> Keep them coming back. Can't give it all away. <laughs> 
So about Rocky pointing out Adrian's shyness again, do you think that it kind of, because when he calls himself dumb and he calls him, you know, them a couple of coconuts, does it help her that he's like self-deprecating while he's pointing out her, her biggest insecurity? Does it help her? Like being that he's knocking himself down while he's, like I said, pointing out her shyness. Is that? Well, that would depend on what she thought of him in the first place. We don't really know what she thinks of him. She doesn't really give too much, you know. So if she, like, if, she, if her shyness was based around, if she didn't um, go out with him because she felt like he was better than her, or he was, she wasn't worth it, or this and that, then yes, that probably would help him. Mm-hmm. But if she thought that he was a, you know, a cool guy to hang out with, and then all he's done is tear himself up for the next couple of minutes, maybe not so much. I think it probably helps her. I don't know. I don't think that he was intentionally trying to do it. I, I don't. No. He, I don't think it's a tactic on his part. Like, all right, let me tear myself down a bit so that I can make her feel better. But I think it does happen. Right. It's not he's doing it intentionally. It just happens to be doing it <laughs> while he's talking about himself. But he clearly he he doesn't he, he passes no judgment on her for her. Right. He's know, okay with it. What, what could be her biggest flaw? He's okay with it. Yeah. So maybe that I'm sure that also helps. But this also goes to uh, when I was. You know, reading up on, you know, preparing for this podcast, not this episode, but the whole thing. And I was reading up a lot of things, you know, a a lot of the reoccurring thoughts of the movie were that it's, you know, it's about two people that see something in each other that nobody else sees. So obviously, Rocky sees something in Adrian. Um, The shyness could just be, you know, a block, an obstacle to what he sees behind all that. And he's, he's a good guy. He's looking past it all. And he's, you know, seeing her for what she, what he really sees in her. That didn't make sense. Seeing her for what he really sees in her. <laughs> Seeing her for what she really is on the inside and not what she's portraying on, on the outside with her shyness. Yeah. Good guy, that Rocky. Yeah, and that, that theme comes up not just between these two, but even right. Creed looking at Rocky and seeing, you know, sort of on the outward face, seeing sort of, you know, the American dream personified and and beneath, you know, behind closed doors, seeing, you know, way to make money out of this guy who's you know, a nothing and a nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we we had talked um, a couple of weeks ago about Creed's character and whether his chance of giving it an unknown is, is uh, self-serving or is it him having like a nice or charitable side, showing a charitable side, which, I mean, it, it's a debate that, that you can have, but it definitely gives Creed's character a likable quality instead of making him just an out-and-out villain, you know? Yeah. I don't... He doesn't feel... I've I've seen enough about the fight world to know that the a lot of the antagonism that's put on is just that it's a put on. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't he doesn't feel very villainous to me in this. I mean obviously he's the antagonist I suppose, but he's not he doesn't like if he was really being a jerk he would take you know his fight promotion money and then just leave. Right. Yeah. Yeah, the the uh, his boisterous, arrogant uh, persona only comes through when he's either doing an interview or, well, really, that's it, when he's in front of a camera. Yeah, it's all salesmanship. Yeah, because behind the scenes in Jurgen's office, he, he's he's pretty subdued, talking like a normal person instead of that that cadence, that almost sing-songy cadence that he does when he's when he's doing an interview. Right. So here's a little story that kind of is a. Uh, I don't know the word microcosm of of Rocky and Adrian as a couple before they filmed this scene they were doing a rehearsal 
Talia Shire and Sylvester Stallone were rehearsing this scene. They were walking down this street in Philadelphia. There was no cameras. Just John Avelson was kind of just hanging out, observing them from across the street, the director. The cops uh, were patrolling the area, and they stopped and to check on Talia Shire to make sure that she was okay. Because <laughs> they, <laughs> they thought that she was in trouble because there's this, this shy girl who's very withdrawn and looks you know, small and meek. A yeah, compared to this big, rough-looking guy, you know, she she looked they they looked too mismatched to be a couple. So they thought that she was legitimately in trouble. <laughs> so Avelson came running from across the street, like, no, 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 we're just rehearsing a scene for a film. They say, oh, they're okay, they're okay. But I mean, if that doesn't sum up Rocky and Adrian, yeah, it's, they didn't uh, weren't filming. They could have left that in the movie. That'd been great. Yeah. So. Do you know when they were doing this location shooting, were, did they have a permit? Were they able to close off the streets, or were they just kind of taking what they could get? In- One of the, uh, I forgot what his what his position was. He was a production production assistant. Uh, what the hell is his name? Lloyd Kaufman? He said uh, that they didn't do anything with permits. They pretty much just jumped out of a van, filmed a scene, jumped back in a van, and, and got out of there. They said because uh, they, they kind of had to stay... Uh, one step ahead of the Teamsters <laughs> before before they ended up in the bottom of a river. Yeah. You know, but uh, yeah, so so everything was done kind of, they didn't have enough budget, money in the budget for permits and, and all that production crap. Yeah, their budget was just over a million, I think I saw online. Yeah, it was it, under a million. It was like 950 grand. Yeah. So it was right around there. Yeah, which is somewhere in the four to four or something million in today's dollars, which is still a micro budget. Yeah. Nobody blinks at 60 million these days. No, right? All right. I'm tapped out for this minute. How about you guys? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's all I got for 46. All right, Alex. Can you uh, tell our listeners what you have going on? Yeah. Uh, I work uh, with my co-host, Travis, on Galaxy Quest Minute, which is about the 1999 sci-fi film Galaxy Quest. Uh, same basic <laughs> structure as this one. Uh, we go Monday, mm-hmm. Wednesday, Friday, going through the movie. Uh, depending on, we'll still be running when this comes out. Uh, probably be somewhere in the middle of the film at that point. We've got a great guest lineup, in case you find my voice boring. But, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, swing on by and check us out. Sweet. Excellent. Yeah, everybody make sure you do. Jay, where can our listeners find us? Oh, no. You <laughs> put me on the spot. We have a MySpace and then. <laughs> Google Plus. <laughs> That's the thing, right? LinkedIn. Yeah, right. Uh, we have a Twitter, Rocky Minute. You can find us there. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at our listeners page, Mighty Mix. We're on DuelingGenre.com with... I knew that. Yeah, there you go. With, uh, I mean, there's so many uh, things going on at DuelingGenre.com. Minute by minute shows and just other shows that, you know cover entertainment style subjects so go check it out there's plenty over there for you to listen to so uh come back tomorrow when we cover minute 47 this date just goes on and on and on so come back and we'll talk about it on the next rocky minute